From Mendocino County Public Broadcasting, this is the KZYX News for Monday, April 19th. I'm Sarah Wright. There are enormous holes in the homeless service system. I mean, enormous. So many of the families that we're, we're housing in this facility are, are what we you know, sometimes think of as the hidden homeless. Today, about 70 people who've been homeless or at high risk for it are moving into Live Oak Apartments, a former Best Western Inn in Ukiah. The building is part of the state's Project Home Key initiative. Last year, counties got money specifically to buy lodging establishments and convert them into permanent housing for vulnerable populations. Mendocino County received $9.6 million and has spent most of the time since purchasing the building installing kitchenettes and remodeling common areas. The priorities have been seniors, veterans, families with kids, and people who are especially susceptible to a bad outcome if they get COVID-19. One 70-year-old wheelchair-bound tenant has been living in a car for a year. Another elderly tenant's story is largely unknown due to severe short-term memory loss. Megan Van Sant, a senior program manager with the county's Health and Human Services Agency, has been able to unravel that this tenant does have a work history and therefore access to Social Security benefits, but has no ID, no bank cards, and no memory of where their money is. Van Sant gave a tour of the building last week before anyone had moved any of their things into the rooms. Beds were stripped and a few light fixtures were laid out on countertops prior to being installed. Some of the rooms have multiple sinks to satisfy funding requirements about kitchenettes and facilities. This has got so, a little two-burner stove and a sink uh-huh. and a little refrigerator and a... T- yeah, so that's the refrigerator that was originally in the motel. You'll see throughout, there's like, it feels like a motel and studio apartments all at the same time. There's a lot of motel things, features still. This is another ADA-accessible room. This gentleman is in a wheelchair. He um, has been homeless. He's housed in a motel right now, but will be able to move into here, live independently, and finally get an IHSS worker. People who have severe kind of needs when they're homeless, it's really difficult to um, get the kind of care they need. Like this man definitely needs a daily IHSS worker, so he'll be able to get that when he's in this room. There will be 25 children in the building, including one with special needs whose single parent had to stop working when school closed. But sometimes it's just bad credit that makes it hard to get ahead. Four of the living units are double rooms to accommodate families with several children. Let's go in this one. Okay, yeah. So this is a, an adjoining room. This is a family of five, two parents, three kids. One of the kids is pretty little, and they're both working, but they have really terrible credit and have not been able to find um, appropriate housing. So this is a two-room suite. So the, the kitchenette was installed on this side, but the, the other room that adjoins, there is no kitchenette. So they'll be able to have, we aren't quite sure what they're going to want to do since they are a large family. So we have a, we're going to have a bunk bed and a trundle in here. They may want to make this all one bedroom and have that be like their non-bedroom. So what we're doing is we're setting it up, but we're, like the clients may want to move things around. And we don't have the bunk beds yet or the trundles because we're really flying by the seat of our pants here. So hopefully we will have it by the time she moves in. Another single parent is blind and will have to seek regular treatments at the dialysis center, which is a block away in a neighborhood shopping complex. As of last week, 37 households had been accepted into the program. Some of those households consist of one person, while others are multi-generational families. 
Ten of the rooms will be empty until they're equipped with kitchenettes. I hope we can keep them empty. Heather and I get constant pressure to house people. So part of what we're worried about is there will be um, pressure to house people in these empty rooms. But we are going to do our best, knowing that they need to be remodeled again. It's a really difficult thing when you have a project with a lot of support and a lot of... and. Heather gets phone calls every single day from people that are really high needs, that need a place to stay. So our intention is not to fill those other rooms. But I also know the reality of what our life has been like for the last year. So, right. yeah. Yeah. so the two county workers, will, will you guys be here on site? Like, mm -hmm. like this will be your office? Yes. Okay. Jean, and we have not heard the other one yet. Um, McCavin's going to be providing some on-site support for the next six months. The resident manager will be here, and there's maintenance, maintenance guy, and then we have a security guard at night. So the security guard will be here. There will be somebody here 24 hours a day, at least one. During the day, it'll probably be two or three. The funding to keep the building staffed and maintained is coming from a variety of social services programs. Housing vouchers will pay for rooms with kitchenettes, and veterans typically get benefits through HUD-VASH, a federal housing program. Some tenants are getting help from CalWORKs, some have Social Security or retirement benefits, and some of them have jobs. Whatever their source of income, they've committed to paying 30% of it toward housing here. And there are rapid rehousing grants that are available for the first few months after tenants move in. Sex offenders, people with a recent felony history, and arsonists cannot be housed here, even one person whom Van Sant referred to as a mild arsonist. Also, it's against the law to discriminate against people based on where they're from, so it would be illegal to offer services only to people who satisfy some criteria of being local. However, Van Sant said that after selecting applicants without knowing where they're from, only one is from out of the county. Still, there's only so much that can be done with one project, even with a multi-million dollar windfall from the state. And again, we prioritize veterans, seniors, families with children. We never even had the opportunity to look at anybody who didn't fit one of those categories because the demand was so high. And there are, frankly, there are, there are individuals who, who have a level of care that exceed what we can provide in this building. So there are homeless individuals that have a very complicated needs, and we were very clear that it's not a level of care we can provide here. For KZYX News, I'm Sarah Wright. For all our local news with photos and more, visit kzyx.org. You can also subscribe to the KZYX News Podcast, wherever you get your podcasts.